Welcome to Fusion International Film Festivals, the podcast. Okay, hi everyone. Well, today uh, on this podcast, uh, Spotify interview, I'm delighted to interview Jeff Davis, who's come up with this really interesting short film, Hate Squared, or Hate with a small two symbol action on the title, Hate Squared. Um, and uh, that's obviously nominated at our Brussels Festival, the West Festival. He's the writer, director, producer, co-producer um, on this wonderful short film. I'm just going to read a brief synopsis, which doesn't really do it justice. A cautionary tale about hate and its logical end. Jeff, thank you for joining us. Can My you- pleasure, Steve. No, you're more than welcome. Um, and I know it's only a very brief synopsis, but it's difficult not to give too much away because this is less than five minutes, this film. But if you can just give us a, a bit more meat to the bone, that would be great. Sure. Hate Squared is about um, the hate that people have inside. And usually it's it's born from fear. And it's it's a, but really about self-loathing. Yeah. When you take away all the targets that people have for that internal hatred, there's really not much left but their own self-loathing. Thank and you. The, the idea that hate squared kind of impulses out. But there's always a start to, I mean, thank you for explaining that, Jeff, but there's always a backstory to these stories, which is, uh, where did the idea come from? I mean, there, there's, there's, I assume there's, come, there's, there's, there's a story to the story. Well, yeah, um, here in the States, like I am, I'm a, you know, a middle-aged white guy. So people look at me and assume things just like some people will look at a, a black person or an Asian person or whatever and assume things. That's right, yeah. Probably about as far away from those assumptions as you can get. So <clears throat> it's it's the idea came to me from looking at those assumptions or those prejudices and thinking, where do they come from? You know, and what is their logical end? So that's how the, the idea started, and it just kind of rolled out on the page. So there was no kind of incident. It was just an idea you dreamt of. Or, or sorry, let me roll back from – it's through life experiences. It's things that are just stuck in your head, and you just – would I be guessing there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, everything from what I see on the news to the people I run into in the supermarket or the gas station or whatever, um, it's just a – you can – you kind of – and we all do it. Again, we, we all have those, those prejudices or those mm. assumptions we make when we see people just as people make those assumptions when they see me and um you know as as with most creative people you overthink so i just sat down and you know really started thinking about it and uh that it really wasn't a one issue thing it was just kind of a culmination of of life experiences and and tell me the um the the film you ended up with because i say it's, it's a pretty short film was that the film yeah. Oh, how do I explain this? Was that the film you originally intended it to be, or was it a longer film before you got the final cut, if that makes sense? Or the final No, it was uh it 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 shaped out to be, excuse me. <clears throat> it shaped out to be about the um, the film that I wanted. I, right. it was just, it was one idea, it was a small idea. I could have fleshed it out, make it 20 minutes, make it 60 minutes, but really the idea was this idea this one thing i could have padded it out and you know shown more of the things that this this person in the film is thinking about but all of that if i cut it all away and just came down to the idea that's the film that was made and that's really what i wanted to do thank you and and i hope i'm not giving anything away here 
when I say the interesting prop is the gun or the rifle, is <laughs> it doesn't give anything away. I mean, that is that an, an, an illusion, an allusion to something? <clears throat> There's obviously propped here for a particular reason, wasn't it? And then that's obviously tied up. I know because I've seen it, and I suppose it's the symbolism of the story itself. Yeah, the idea is that um, <clears throat> once, like again, like I said, once you strip away all those targets for that hate, the the owner of that hate, the holder, somebody who holds that in their heart, really has no other choice but to turn that proverbial gun on themselves. Yeah, yeah. That that was the uh, the symbolism. Yeah, that's kind of what I guessed actually. The, the that's what I thought. And and Robert Shaw Miller, because it's effectively it's a one hander. It's not giving anything away by saying it's a one hander. Um, well, how did you get hold of him to do the part? Bob and I have worked together in the past on different projects. We actually were in a play together. We did Twelve Angry Men. Wow, really? Yes. Well, you and were one of the jurors in that. I was. I was juror number eleven. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and Bob was terrific. And we've worked on. He's written some short films. Um, actually, um, uh, this coming weekend, I'll be working on one of his films with him. So. Um, we've we've kind of developed a partnership over the, over the last couple of years where we, we know each other and we know how each other works. So we work together pretty well. And he was, there's no real need, real need to pitch him. You just said, I've got this idea and so I'm putting words into your mouth, but he did he just buy into it straight away kind of thing? Yeah, basically what I, I sent him the script and uh, he, you know, he liked the script. He wanted to do it. So we shot everything while uh, he knew the script. And then after we were all done shooting, I had him sit down and read it. Right. He did the voiceovers. And then when, you know, I did it in editing, cut it together. But um, so it's all him. It's visual. It's his voice. It's his inflection. You know, and he, he did it the way he thought it should be done. And it, it came out pretty great. So. It did. That's oh, really good. And um, where, where did you, where was the area that you shot this? Was it your house or an apartment? Where, where did it? It was actually um, on my, uh, we have a, a back porch. And, oh, okay. And I wanted it because not everything is black and white. And as it, you know, you've seen it, the whole film is in shades of gray. Yeah. And that is really the idea. Everything is in shades of gray. You know, he's, he's wearing black, the walls are white, and everything is somewhere in between. So that was, it was, it's all overthought symbolism. <laughs> and, and do you mind me asking, because uh, I always go off piece here, and this is just, how I do things um and I'm not asking you to be political because that's unfair but do you think American right now is in a good place or do you uh, are you at crossroads what do you think um I don't think we're at the crossroads that a lot of people think we are but it's the promise of America is has yet to be realized let me say that um there are some people who will feel you know America right or wrong I personally, I feel that America has the potential to be even more wonderful than it is. And we haven't reached it yet because we keep stumbling over all these people that think we're done, mm. that we achieved what we need to achieve. But we have more to do. We have more work to do. I think we can do it. It's a wonderful country. I've been lucky enough to have been there four or five times and I really love it. Um, you know, some beautiful places. You know, I'll be looking back for some, for some incredible times there. So can you, I know you touched upon working with Bob before, but can you give us a little bit more background to your work in theatre and film, you know, going back over the last 20 or 30 years? Sure. Um, 
my both of my kids i have two kids and we we tried all manner of, of things for them girl scouts little league all that stuff the only thing that they really gravitated towards was theater mm. so what my wife and their my kids are in their 20s now um my wife and i really pushed that not pushed it but we encouraged it yeah yeah but, you know and, it's uh, a cool thing as well to be fair it's a cool thing it is and it teaches them how to stand in front of people and deliver an idea you know and not be afraid of public speaking and, yeah. and um i've been in in a, a probably i don't know a dozen plays or so um i've been in musicals and i do not sing well um i've been in straight plays i i enjoy the straight plays much more than musicals but um i can imagine you belling out a uh a Bernstein number, no problem. Or I don't know, something yeah, no. West Side Story, maybe, or guys with those. I can see it. I can do the snaps. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but I really, I like that. And I like the idea of having an idea and pushing it out there, you right. know, and, and the collaboration that you get, especially in theater. The one thing about theater is that it's so existential. Every performance is a little bit different. And if you miss that one, you missed it. It's gone. Yeah, I see it. I see it. There it is, yeah. and it's it's now. Um, so I like that aspect, and I what's really cool about taking that and bringing it into working with people that are uh, well versed in theater, bringing that into film. Even though you can recut and reshoot and things, you still get that spontaneous kind of performance from people because if they they have theater training, they want to do it that way. So. It may not be existential in the final cut, but when you're on set and you're shooting it, it's it's just a glorious thing to watch. People, like, especially people like Robert Sean Miller, who just look at something and give it life. You know, look at words on the page and bring it to life. That's that's it's just amazing to me. So I love doing this stuff. Now I, I asked you about the state of your your country, or not the state, it's the wrong word, your your take on your country. What about how do you feel about streaming? Because I know we've all got it, but do you think it's it's making diluting art or not um i don't know i really don't understand a lot like especially with music i don't really understand how how the anybody's making money but people are still making money at it i guess um, i mean more like the netflix and, and the amazon primes you know the, the the video on demand kind of side i think it's it's uh there's a lot of complaining to be done about it there's a lot of things that you might say well you know you're taking money off out of people's pockets here you know if you instead of me paying the theater who has to kick that money back up the chain to the studio yeah. now I'm paying netflix or i'm paying disney plus and i can watch it as many times as i want so there's a there's a real disparity there in how the money is spent mm -hmm. i think in 20 years it doesn't it's not going to matter because it, it will become this is what it is and now you have to find your way through it. So I, I while I feel for the, the Scarlett Johansons of the world um, that you know want their ten million, uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not that concerned about her. I'm sure she's not. I'm sure she's not scraping the barrel just yet. Right. I don't. I don't think that uh, this is more than a bump in the road. Right. It, it'll become something that we just learn to deal with, and we have to deal with. And <clears throat> while it certainly isn't out of the, the realm of possibility that you want to make money from a film. I know that's what people want to do. Um, there's, there's a difference there between the business of film and the making and the uh, conceiving of film. Yeah. 
So if we just focus on the conceiving part, hopefully, you know, we'll find a way to bring that other side of it back into it. Thank you. And I, I mean, I personally feel that the more money you have to spend, the, the slip, the more the greasier that pole is because you've got to, you know, please more people. So if you've got a budget of $100 million, great, but everyone's going to be on your case, aren't they, to make sure that it's done in a particular way. Sure. You know, it's, it's a tough thing to call. I'm sure shooting the next Star Wars or Star Trek or Marvel film is an incredible experience, but I'm thinking the pressure must be astronomical, you know. Absolutely. When you have to get money from supporters or from donors, now you're beholden to them. Yeah. You know, and and now you need you need to spend more because you have that that funding from, you know, those people. You need insurance, you need lawyers now. You know, where if, if you're an independent filmmaker and you can scrape together 25 grand, you can make your movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's it yeah, so it may never make Netflix. It probably won't. But it's it's good practice. You you learn how to do things, and you're you're one step closer to making that that big break that you want to make. So and the thing is, I mean, I know we've never spoken for Jeff, but you seem like a very happy person, and I'm I'm guessing that's because of your love for what you do. That's certainly part of it. Yeah, I I really do enjoy. I like the puzzle pieces, putting them all together, and and sharing and finding people that like what you like and working together. Mm. Or finding people that that have better ideas, and you go, wow, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Yeah, I, I really think it's it's a good thing, and uh, it keeps me getting up every day. That's good. And the fact is that you could have acted in this film, couldn't you? You could have taken the role. I could have, sure. And you, I guess you thought about it. I'm sorry, I'm putting words into your mouth. I mean, let me saying you could have. I don't know, but did you consider? Well, it's it's really hard to write something, especially something as small idea like as this without making it personal right okay interesting so you do put yourself in that chair while you're 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 writing it but um when, when you know people or you you know you, you seek out people that you know can do a better job you know that just watching that face it's going to be more expressive about this than it is about that there's just a a different sense of of how it should go originally this this uh, idea was going to be an animation. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I can see that. You know, and and, yeah. and the same thing. So what I did was I took the the keyframe stills from the animation, and that was my my storyboard. Oh, interesting. Fantastic. Yeah, I can see it. You know, as far as camera angle and and stuff like that, close ups. So once I did that, I realized I need somebody that is going to look a certain way from yeah. all these. And Robert Shaw Miller was was uh, right there. So, and when you come when it comes to do the writing, I mean, kind of, do you have a set way of doing it? Do you have to spend I don't know an hour a day in a darkened room, or is it just do you write as you go kind of thing? Uh, no, actually, what happens is uh, you get like a burst, and you know you write ten. Mm. And then you spend, a person for me, I spend the next month picking at it and thinking, this I don't like, this I do like, let's expand that. So I usually get that one initial idea, let it come out. I'm just telling myself the story. And then I go back in and try to fix it or make it better, hopefully. But yeah, it's not, it's not any more regimented than that. 
It's whenever I find 15 minutes, okay, I'm going to work on this paragraph. I'm going to work on that sentence, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a writer in that sense where I, I sit down and write for two hours every morning and two hours in the evening or whatever. So, and, and although obviously this, we're talking about this, but what, what in the UK would say, what's next up on the hockey? You know, what, what's in your, uh, what's in your kit bag next? Um, like I said, I'm working on a film with Robert Sean Miller. Oh, sorry. Yes, you said, yeah. About um, when he was a kid, when he heard about the assassination of Kennedy. Right. Okay. So that's, it's, again, it's a very small one idea kind of thing. It's, it's probably 20 pages, but I will be the cameraman on that <clears throat> and he'll direct. I've got another one coming up, hopefully in January, um, called Consequences. And it's it's going to be about misogyny. Oh, okay. That'll be hopefully you'll you'll get to see that next year as well. Fantastic. So may I make a suggestion that the film that's based around the assassination of Kennedy, can you call it, I don't know, Views from the Grassy Knoll? How's that? <laughs> If I would, I didn't write it, so I I, I, I will make that suggestion. <laughs> Working title is November '63. Oh, okay, of course, right. Um, but that's again, that's the working title, so who knows? Fantastic, Jeff. Thank you so much for your time. I mean, as I always say to people, the time goes so quickly; it really does. And I sent a um, a list of questions over to a, a Japanese filmmaker that I'm interviewing tomorrow. <clears throat> which is fine because you know she was a bit concerned about the language although English is pretty good but I did say to Akira I said look um, we won't get through 10 questions but he, these are the 10 questions because what happens is you say something I never ever do questions for anyone ever unless they ask me to or there's a particular reason because I find it interrupts the flow because what happens is I ask you a question you'll say something that's interesting right so we'll go off at a tangent um, so the point I'm trying to make really badly is 20 minutes is almost like the, a heartbeat or the, I don't know, the flap of a wing. It, it goes so quickly. But we found that once you go about 25 minutes, it's having that, I don't know, that, well, you know, you make short films. You want to keep people interested. You go about 20 minutes. It it kind of wanes in, not for our point of view. I could carry on talking to you for hours, but it's if people are listening, you know, you're trying to keep it to a certain length, you know. No, I, I absolutely agree. Um, you'd be lucky to hold them for 20 minutes. festivals please go to www.fusionfilmfestivals.com thank you